the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Megan Freebeck, who is the CEO of Project Homeless Connect. And we're so grateful to have you in the studio, Megan. Um, lots to talk about uh, and the wonderful work that you're doing. But happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. (laughs) So glad you could be with us. So we're going to be talking quite a bit about you and what you're doing, the important work that you're doing. And just reading a little bit of your bio here, uh, you have a deep passion for providing people with the most basic needs and ensuring that every person feels dignified regardless of their income or housing status. And and, and so to that end, you have uh, directed a nonprofit um, and and really moved it towards increased opportunities for underserved communities, um, strengthening funding, strategic partnerships, mentoring colleagues, really um, getting after a variety of p- uh, areas that are so key for uh, for the underserved communities that you're focused on. And and so you are also the founder and president of Simply the Basics, and and um, that is the nation's first hygiene bank. And then, of course, the CEO of Homeless, uh, the Project Homeless Connect. And so we're going to learn a lo- uh, quite a bit about those two things, what you're doing in both of those areas. Um, and and this is really, this is happening here, there, or it bur- was birthed um, in Chicago. Is that right? But you, you, you're you doing something at a national level. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. So I currently am located in San Francisco, but I am a Chicagoan. I'm from Chicago. And my, you know, my career working in the nonprofit industry uh, began in Chicago. But it was really actually with, with my positions that I began in San Francisco, where I started to develop this concept for providing basic needs to people, um, and realizing that it was a concept that could be done anywhere. And that's how we were able to make it go national. Wow. Well, that is just incredible and so grateful to have you here in the Bay Area. I see also that you were initially brought over or came over, I should say, in 2013 um, to San Francisco to run the San Francisco Suicide Prevention Program uh, as a deputy director. And so uh, you it just sounds like you're doing a variety of things that are so important, um, again, to serve an underserved community, which is often faced with not only, you know, housing needs and uh, poverty, but also mental health challenges, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my, you know, my first position in San Francisco was San Francisco Suicide Prevention. And, 
you know, even though my role was as deputy director, mostly focused on uh, community outreach and management and operations and fundraising, um, I still made sure to stay connected to the service itself. So I did the full 80-hour volunteer training so that I could uh, respond to crisis calls on the telephone and really get to understand the, the community that was calling in in crisis, particularly um, so that I could better do my job. But that was, you know, that was really where I started to connect to understanding most of most of the strategy with with taking crisis calls is, you know, first identifying what we can do that day in that moment to better care for ourselves. And so for a lot of people we had on the phone, it was suggesting a shower. Um, it was suggesting have a meal. Let's, you know, wash our face. Let's just do these very, very basic human moves that that make us feel a little bit better so that we're better able to tackle the bigger issues. Um, and so it was there that I realized the hardest thing was trying to support people with those suggestions when they didn't have a shower, when they couldn't wash their face. Um, so that was how I started coming up with this idea that let's make sure those basics are accessible to everyone so that they're better able to focus on the bigger issues. Yes. I think oftentimes we, um, especially when we have privilege, right? Um, I, I have a home. I, I, I'm, you know, someone who's gone through college and, and, you know, yes, I have high poverty in my background, but I'm way, I'm very far away from that. And sometimes we can forget that, um, those basic essentials are needed to even maintain a job, right. To even, uh, just to even have a, a peaceful conversation with someone. It's so hard to, to, to do that when you're under a great deal of stress. So, um, just thinking a little bit about that move and, you know, there, you, you've, you founded these organizations or you are running, I'm not sure. Did you find Homeless Connect? Um, I didn't found Project Mm -hmm. Homeless Connect. Mm -hmm. I I founded Simply the Basics and it's totally volunteer run. So I'm still on the board there and we still do it as volunteers. Uh, but Project Homeless Connect has been around for about 15 years. So I joined them uh, three years ago professionally. Got you. And so are you also still working with the suicide prevention or just doing the other two simultaneously? I'm not. I, I transitioned from working with suicide prevention to working with Project Homeless Connect, though I still do volunteer with them because it is you know, just such an important, important service to the community. And I have that, uh, the training now to be able to at least volunteer and support them in that way. Awesome. So just thinking a little bit about, um, you know, coming into that work, what led to that on a personal note, right? So what, what made you want to move from Chicago to the Bay Area to do that work? And or what made you want to, you know, to to get involved in these different um, homeless initiatives or underserved, under resourced community initiatives? Hmm. Um, You know, I think that what really began it was when I was volunteering at a homeless shelter in Chicago, I was helping with something as simple as uh, resume writing, cover letters. I was uh, getting a a master's in English at the time, so I wanted to use that writing skill to help people. And it was in realizing that, you know, one day a week spent volunteering uh, seemed to do more for not only other people but for myself than anything else I could think of doing professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first transition to saying, okay, I want to do this every day and I want to do it better. But then when I moved to San Francisco, I think the the real hardship came in. We were taking these, you know, hundreds of phone calls every single day from people in crisis. And time after time, the theme of the call was not was someone not able to take care of their basic needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, homelessness in the Bay Area is so pervasive and so hard to overcome that I couldn't believe it was a norm to walk home from work and see at least five people without a home. Right. So that's how I you know, really transitioned back to from suicide prevention to back to supporting homelessness, because I realized that 
they were all connected. It was a root and cause, the same right? People I was yeah. seeing, absolutely. The yeah. same people I was seeing outside were calling us on the lines, and I wanted to connect more in person. Yeah. Oh, so good, so good. So, so wonderful, wonderful work. I, I, I want to talk a little bit about what you specifically do with both Project Homeless Connect and. Um, and simply the basics, right? So we want to kind of drill down in some of the deliverables that each of the organizations have uh, to the community and to, you know, to to uh, the individuals that you serve. And so uh, we're going to come back and chat some more about that. But uh, we before I do, I just I, I wanted to, to just thank you. Right. So for for the work that you're doing and continuing to volunteer, such important work um, with the suicide prevention. And for noticing, right, doing that little bit of triage there to notice that homelessness is a root cause. Wow. Amazing. People who are listening, hopefully you're you're tapping into this and thinking about how this might even apply to the way that you see the world. We're going to come right back, take a quick break, and we're going to hear more about uh, what Megan is doing in both of these organizations. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with the CEO of Project Homeless Connect and founder and board president of Simply the Basics, Megan Freebeck. Welcome and thanks so much again for all the great work that you're doing. I wanted the uh, listening audience to learn more. So tell us about just let's start with Project Homeless Connect. What exactly are you doing there? Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Project Homeless Connect is really emphasizing the connect part of our programs. Uh, What we do is we host expo-style service days. And so these are very large one-stop shop days to bring services and providers together. Uh, About 15 years ago, the program realized that somebody experiencing homelessness or at risk of homelessness could spend hours upon hours just trying to navigate the very complicated systems of care. Mm -hmm. So rather than have someone spend time traveling around, going to different places, you know, learning how do I get an ID to sign up for, for benefits, but I can't get an ID without an address, so then I have to go to a lawyer and, you know, all these different steps. Oh, yeah. We bring all of those together in one room. And our requirement is that it's not a resource fair. You have to actually provide the service on site. So the DMV is actually doing IDs right there, and doctors are there giving exams. Um, So really just trying to make it so that goals can be achieved by bringing all of these services together. Uh, We do those several times a year. And then between them, we have a drop-in program where you can come by just to continue staying connected to services and resources. It's, you know, really, really important that we can help people right away where they're at. That is excellent. Um, just amazing. So just kind of like my experience, right? As you know, we house uh, women um, that are escaping human trafficking. So very similar outline to domestic violence. And um, we have their mail delivered to a mail appeal box. And boy, oh boy, the mm-hmm. hoops that we have had to go through. I just want the listening audience to know this. Like just something as simple as getting people to access mail 
is like like a, a miracle signs and wonders. We've had mm-hmm. um, we've actually had to register as a mail carrier uh, in order to receive people's mail without having to produce, have those individuals come and produce their ID to receive their mail. Because many times survivors of human trafficking and homeless do not have an ID. So um, it's, you know, it's it's a real challenge. It's a little bit of a chicken and the egg, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, it's a very, you know, a very obvious thing once you think about it, but you really need identification for everything. And if you don't have an address, Regardless of the fact that services are available to you, you'll never know about them and you'll never be able to receive them. So even just being a mailing site is a huge, huge difference for a lot of people um, in addition to, you know, helping them get that physical ID, which can be costly. Exactly. And that's something that we typically help with. But it sounds like what you guys do is you have that one that on site experience where people can come and get waivers or is it it, do they have to be able to pay for that? Uh, Great question. No, we we cover the cost of everything. So they don't have any ID costs. And so when they come to the event, when they come to the service day, uh, not only do they get their physical ID that day, uh, but it has zero cost. And then wow. they can take it over to another booth to register right away for, for benefits or employment or other services that they might need. Um, so someone might have had to spend days just trying to do this one step. We have it possible within just a few hours. Wow. I... I want to hug you right now. No, <laughs> I am not kidding you. I mean, why? I mean, why didn't someone think of this sooner? Why didn't you think of this sooner, Megan? No, I yeah. <laughs> just it's such a brilliant idea. And, and the fact that you have the participants or the if government agencies willing to align with you um, to, to do that is just Absolutely. tremendous. I mean, Absolutely. If I just want to like emphasize that because we as case managers in our homes we have to navigate these systems with the clients that we serve and let me say it takes weeks it is laborious it is stressful people are coming undone in lobbies and you know having to re-explain why they don't have this or you know it's just it's a lot for people so absolutely yeah and the trauma that you know every day you're sleeping outside there's trauma there's terrible experiences that are it's going to make it harder and harder to become employed and housed later on so the faster we can solve these problems the more likely it is that someone would be would be better able to support themselves long term. Yeah. So now how many people do you find are um, actually um, homeless because of mental illness? And, you know, one of the things that we don't deal with as much with, with the ladies that, that are in the house. But, um, we, you know, I've seen quite a bit in, in supporting some of the folks with our IT Academy is that um, there will be an, a brilliant young person that will come into our program and want to take our IT classes. But um, because of mental illness, they lose time. Um, they don't, you know, they don't come back and kind of follow through with some of the things that need to be done. Do you see that often with what you, the services that you're providing? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we do support and participate in the point in time count that's done every two years where we're asking the community and people experiencing homelessness what their cause of homelessness is. Um, and what we're finding is that mental health is is rarely the cause of homelessness, but it is an issue that's exacerbated while you're experiencing homelessness. So even if you have a very minor mental health issue that with care and with housing and with, you know, medicine and support would never be an issue, it becomes an issue when you don't have access to those. So we do experience the same thing where somebody at risk of experiencing homelessness, it might not be as much of an issue, but once someone falls into homelessness and they're sleeping outside and they're not really sleeping well and they don't have medicine or food or case management or anything like that, that's when it becomes a real challenge and really, really hard to to connect to that person and to support that person. 
So that's where it's increasingly important that homelessness is very brief so we can really try to assess those issues before they're exacerbated. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's something like this, right? Let's let's just kind of make it very practical. Uh, John struggles with depression from, you know, now and then depression and anxiety. Um, every now and then he sees a counselor every week for that. I'm making up John is not real. I'm just giving you an example. He's, he struggles with that. One day his, his uh, office closes and everybody moves, is moving to another location in Seattle and um, he loses his job. Uh, now he has, is faced with homelessness. That depression and anxiety that was being managed by a counselor in a counseling session or maybe through uh, weekly attendance at church and, you know, working a 12-step program or something like that is now facing him every day, right? And he begins to drink to cope with that because it's ever-present and he is within days of being of losing his home. He eventually does lose his home. He's living in a shelter. The drinking becomes more and more pervasive. The de- depression, the anxiety becomes more pervasive. He can no longer afford his counseling sessions, and it gets worse and worse. Is that kind of what you see? That's exactly right. That's spot on. And that's where, you know, in the same way, people often want to blame substance abuse for the cause of homelessness. Mm -hmm. Um, That example is perfect because we do see that substance abuse is rarely the cause, but it becomes a serious issue while people are living outside and coping with living outside. Um, So many people say they never used drugs until they became homeless. Right. And that's how they coped with the pain and um, and the trauma that occurs just trying to manage all of that. So that's a really, really great example of what we're seeing. Yeah, I, I um, we just uh, helped a young lady get to safety who's 22, and she'd never done drugs ever in her life. But well, she was being trafficked in, in uh, Southern California, and she's from the Bay Area, and she was being traffic- trafficked, and the people who had her were um, um, basically gave her a quota. A daily quota. Mm-hmm. And she was standing out in the cold. If you can imagine being, you know, she's like 100 pounds, being 100 pounds on skid row in the middle of the night in the cold. You're going to use drugs. You're you're mm-hmm. it's way too frightening to be out there engaging with a bunch of strangers all night long and, you know, and 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 keep you know, a sane mind. So she said that's when she started to use. And, um, you know, I'm hoping and praying that she can can overcome that. But I, I hear it all together too often. Again, to your point, it's not the drugs didn't start it. It was actually uh, what started is a, a potential eviction for her and her family, mm-hmm. which led her to then ask somebody, how can I make some quick money, which then turned her over to an exploiter who then put her on skid row who then she became a drug addict there or whatever. And she's not a full blown into it, but she became exposed to it. So it's, it's this, this, this thing, right. That is, that is tied to poverty and tied to, um, homeless and food insecurity and the things that we're working on. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I want to hear about your other company. <laughs> so we're bouncing around a little bit here. Um, but um, we'll, we'll come back and hear a little bit more about the great work that Megan's doing. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. 
Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Megan Freebick, who is uh, doing a variety of amazing things for our community. One is the, as the CEO of Project Homeless Connect, um, which is a platform or a format for providing a one-stop shop for homeless uh, needs, such as a driver's license and um, and IDs and uh, other services, medical uh, care, medical and whatnot, um, all being sort of a provider to a member of the homeless community on the spot in the same day. Thank you, Lord. That's so awesome. (laughs) And then the second thing uh, that I would like to touch on is as a founder and board president of Simply the Basics. And so um, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, So Simply the Basics is entirely volunteer-led. There's no paid staff. And it's really a community-based organization. So every donation we receive goes 100% back into the community, which is pretty incredible. But in short, Simply the Basics is a national hygiene bank. Uh, We identified years ago that sometimes the greatest challenge for somebody to reach their goals is that they just haven't had their basics met yet. Um, which is where we think about food and clothing and shelter. Uh, But certainly in that is also cleanliness and hygiene health. And then on the flip side, we began talking to many nonprofits who shared that their staff gets very inundated, spending a lot of time just trying to collect the right things. Maybe they get a lot of soap or toothbrushes, but no toothpaste and no shampoo. So they're, you know, they're really trying to make sure they have the right things, and that takes them away from working with clients. So we said, okay, simple. Let's model after the food bank, but make it all about hygiene so that nonprofits can save time and resources, and we can help people meet their basic need, hopefully improving their health and their dignity and give them a chance to focus on those bigger goals. Yes, so good, so good. Um, I often I do quite a few giving back days um, throughout the nation, actually, and this is something that uh, a lot of corporations uh, seem to be uh, interested in rallying around. Right, is the provision of toiletries to people in need, and um, I've often, you know, thought about how great it would be because. I know there's ton like, you know, working in the IT industry for 23 years, I can't tell you how many little bottles of things I've come across, right? I've traveled all over. And if I knew if there was like a little kit or something at a hotel, you know, where I could just shove some little toiletries in a little bag and send it on to somebody, um, I would have, you know, I would have done that in a heartbeat. Of course, I retain all that stuff now because we have tons of people we can give it to. But have you guys, are you doing... Uh, you know, is it localized in San Francisco or are you doing it nationally, globally? How, how do you how do you distribute the, the, the supplies from your food bank and um, how can people contribute to what you're doing? Uh, great question. That is often what we saw as well is there are these companies who want to do drives and community groups want to do drives. Um, so what we're able to do that also helps save those nonprofits time is we collect them on their behalf to make sure everything's properly sorted and that nothing's used or opened or expired is a lot of what we get. Um, and then we only bring it to the nonprofits in clean kits or in those bulk items so that they don't have to spend staff time going through every single piece and making sure that it's exactly what they need. Uh, so the way that we distribute is Anyone can really reach out and host a one-time volunteer activity. They can do that on our website. And then we give them all the instructions for the activity and a delivery site, a nonprofit partner to receive at the end. And that's how we're able to expand to do it anywhere. Um, We make sure to include our quality control checks because we've done a lot of studies on the only way to really actually have a long-term impact on health is to make sure people are getting specific items and enough that is ongoing. Mm-hmm. And then we make sure it meets the nonprofit needs. So some nonprofits don't accept mouthwash because it has alcohol or don't accept razors for safety reasons. So we make sure that only, you know, exactly what's needed and how it's needed is going to the nonprofit partner. Um, so 
any city can become a chapter lead and host their own chapter, or you can simply do a one-time volunteer activity, and then we will just pair you kind of matchmaking with the closest nonprofit partner to follow our portal instructions, uh, host the hygiene drive or purchase the products, do the activity, and then deliver at the end. Nice. Oh, my gosh. I'm definitely hugging you the next time I see you. <laughs> That is amazing because, see, what you know, listening audience again, you know, some of the things that you may or may not be aware of is like, you know, being a nonprofit that has very limited resources, um, orchestrating a giving give back day where you're handling all of these toiletries and like you're you're buying them. Right. And you're and then you're, um, pa- you're bringing all the packaging for them and you're making sure that they're all, um, you know, there's QC, right, quality control on everything. All of that takes time. Right. And that's time away from your core competency. Right. There, which is the people that you're trying to serve. And so it's great to have someone who's got a system in place to kind of front in that process. And then ultimately, you know, you can receive the product and have it be sort of ready to go. Beautiful. Love that. Um, And so we we had a, a partner once, you know, one of our very first ones when we were designing this whole system. Uh, a woman at a at a women's shelter said, you know, I asked her about how much time do you spend just sorting out all the bad products and, you know, trying to recruit the items you really need. And she said she could spend at least two days a week doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I asked her, I was like, you know, what's your background that you spend two days just dealing with in-kind donations? And she shared that she has a, a clinical doctorate degree with a focus on substance abuse. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, I oh, cannot do that, but right. I can sort through, yeah. you know, menstrual care. So you work with clients and let me take the product. Right. <laughs> I, I, I kid you not. This is what we, what we, what we do. This is what we do. Yeah. It's like we do what we got to do, you know, because the need is there. But gosh, if we could please get some help, you know, to to uh, help us sort things and package things. It just, it allows us to kind of have our headspace, you know, open to be able to deal with the trauma that we're, that we're, we're up against. And and it's quite tremendous. So that's, that is fabulous. And so how long have you been doing Simply the Basics? We've been doing it for about three, three and a half years now as a formal nonprofit. And it's entirely done by volunteers, which is really incredible. You know, we just, the the expansion has come because we really always go back to are we doing this in the simplest way possible and we want people in the community to be able to help others and it shouldn't be hard to do that um so we you know try to make the entire process really seamless nice i love it love 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 it and you know people really so uh, we we run uh, in Hayward we have a a store a community store and it's like a little thrift store um, and then we have a career closet there, but we're across the street from a uh, outpatient drug and alcohol treatment center. And the people who come to that center, um, they come in and they often need toiletries, right? Because they're just dropping in for their clinical care. And then they come over and they're like, hey, do you have any soap? Do you have socks? Do you have underwear? You know, stuff like that. And um, it's just, you don't realize, again, when you you know, even if you come from a family of poverty, if you're far away from it, you forget, right, that mm-hmm. um, having access to soap is it it can change everything, change everything. Absolutely. Now, being able to take a bath. Um, there's another that was that was another question I was going to ask you. There's an organization called Project We Hope and they bring showers out to the homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, with, oh gosh, I forget the name of the organization, but it's just great work. Do you ever do that partner with like shower? Um, yes. yes? Uh, uh-huh. And project we hope is one we've, we've worked with a lot of the organizations we partner with. We will, um, help cover the cost of, you know, like we hope is the mobile showers that yeah. uses soap dispensers. So yes. we help them cover the refill costs, things ah. like that. Um, or we might provide them, you know, with the things people don't always think to donate, such as detergents, so they can always have clean towels. Nice. Uh, so sometimes it's a matter of think, asking them, 
you know, you guys probably get a lot of soap because you think of showers, you think of soap. But mm-hmm. what don't you get a lot of? And they said, we need to clean the towels. Right. Um, so, so getting creative with, with the people we partner with is a really big way we support them. We say, let us give you what, what someone won't think to donate. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, awesome. So we, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about some things that you're doing in the community now and ways that people might be able to engage with you directly. So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails and uh, Love Never Fails Radio. And we are in the studio today with Megan Freebeck, again, talking about uh, Project Homeless Connect and also simply the basics. And so just um, wondering, uh, what do you do you have any events going on, a Project Home Connect event coming up or, yeah. um, you know, or uh, simply the basics uh, partnership with a nonprofit out there that people might be able to engage with? Absolutely. For Project Homeless Connect, our next expo style service day is December 11th. And we need over 500 volunteers to make it possible and really serve the thousands of people that will come. So if you visit projecthomelessconnect.org, you'll be able to see right on the homepage the event listing and ways to sign up to volunteer. Um, So there's a lot of shifts available, and we need support before and after the event as well in case that date doesn't work. But it's just a really impactful way to work directly with somebody experiencing homelessness and help them get care immediately. So it's really wonderful. And then Simply the Basics is always in need of volunteer groups. This is a really great one if you want to host your own activity. Maybe your company or a book club or a church group wants to get together and host an activity. You can go to simplythebasics.org and fill out a volunteer form about the best day for you and the location. And we kind of help take it from there to cater the volunteer activity completely around your uh, needs and situation. Awesome. Let's see that. So we've got a couple of different ways that you can engage there. Um, and then, you know, we we definitely would love to be in touch with you about how we can, you know, partner in both of those areas. One, by bringing some of the ladies that we serve to your Project Homeless Connect um, events. And then secondly, um, perhaps uh, partnering around a corporate sponsor or two that we, we like to do work with and doing that in a more efficient way. <laughs> so. Uh, that's great to hear. Yeah, that'd be really great. So, but um, again, listening audience, this is a great way to engage, especially at this time of year where you're thinking, oh, what should I do? Uh, this this could be a really um, easy to do format that really makes a huge impact. So just thinking a little bit, you know, I was thinking it would be helpful for the listening audience to hear about, does any one individual come to mind without obviously disclosing anything confidential, but, um, you know, having been at the homeless Uh, Project Homeless Connect events. Does one client come to mind, a success story, if you will? Uh, Yeah, you know, one really always does come to my mind when I think about the impact of our day. Um, And it's a gentleman, I'll just call him Kevin, uh, to, to use a different name. And 
You know, he came through the event, and we always ask people when they leave, did you receive a service that you could not have otherwise easily received? Because that's our goal, is making sure that we're providing services that would otherwise be difficult to access or complicated. Um, And he explained to me how, you know, he was able to get prescription glasses, and now he could actually see the housing applications he's filling out. Wow. And that was great. But then he said, but that's not the service that was the best to me today. And so I was chatting with him and walking him out. I said, okay, Kevin, what, you know, what was the service? That seems like a big one. And he said to me that we pair each of our participants with a volunteer to navigate the day. And he said another human being asked me my name and then called me by my name for the first time in three weeks. And wow. no one has said my name to me in weeks. Um, so just that compassion that our volunteers are able to provide and recognition of the, you know, humanity behind the person that's staying outside, that he's more than just what we see today of experiencing homelessness. He has hobbies, and he has interests, and he has a story, and he has his own fears and challenges. And to have somebody ask him that and to have a conversation not around just his issue of homelessness was, was what he found to be the greatest gift. So I, I always think about Kevin and, and how just using someone's name and remembering that their lack of a home is not the only thing about them, I think is really profound. So good. Uh, I was talking with a survivor leader um, recently, and she was saying how, you know, she was struggling with the the label of being called a survivor leader and just, wanting to make sure that people don't just see her as that. Right. And, uh, we, you know, we went back and forth about, about that. And, uh, you know, I, I made sure to remind her that there are many other times when people refer to her in other ways, right. By other gifts that she has and, um, abilities, but so often we, we do things in labels, right. We think in labels, we talk in labels and, um, and, and talk about people at, as their experiences, right, rather than all of who they are. So I think that is really great. And again, it goes back to what, you know, what you are interested in, which is restoring dignity to people, right, and helping Absolutely. them yeah, to, to be themselves, so be all of who they are. That is so amazing. And, and by the way, um, the... I've heard this so many times, literally, uh, when we do street outreach, uh, people saying just the fact that you looked me in my eye and asked me my name and told me your name just made, you know, made my life, like changed my life. I'm like, whoa, are you kidding me? Like, that's all it was needed, you know? And that's free. And that's free. Yeah. It's, oh. Gosh, I think sometimes do you think that, um, you know, some of the things that we could be doing, we don't do them just because we don't like we just don't get it like we don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think that the only way we're going to really help people is if we first listen to them. And so one of the things we believe um, that I believe very strongly is choice is crucial and we can't tell someone what they need. We can't decide for them. We need to give them space to educate us and then give them choice. Let them, you know, let them choose what their needs are. It can be as simple as a choice of what they eat that day, which many people without a home do not get that choice anymore. It's whatever becomes available to them. Um, But it's also rather than assuming what someone needs and saying, here, I have this for you. It's asking, what's what's one thing you need that I can help you with today? And that that dignity is really profound. Yes. Choice. Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So I'm just uh, super grateful that um, you're providing people kind of a space, right, to make some of those choices and. I'd love for the listening audience to hear about um, how you were able to engage, you know, with some of the service providers as well. Was that an easy, easy thing to get DMV and these different providers to come down and want to help? Uh, You know, not at first, but I think that we really go about working with service providers the same way we work with our participants, which is remembering that, they're very, uh, very nuanced and very busy, and they have their own needs and own goals. So we, we kind of approach it the same way, which is we go to a new 
immunoservice provider and we say, you know, what do you need so that we can make this a good relationship so that we can support you? Um, because everyone is so busy and everyone is trying so hard to support the person right in front of them that the only way the relationship really works is if we remember that and we say, how do we do it together to support that same person? Um, so it's just about collaborating and working together and also building trust with them. It yeah. you know, was not the first event or the second or even the you know, 50th nonprofit partner that we had, but we had to really show them that they can trust us to respect their clients to respect the amount of work that their their roles and missions take and, you know, respect their goals as well um, and build that trust so they knew that we were going to absorb the costs and the workload and make it really easy for them. Yeah, it's, it's like sales 101, right? You found their pain yeah. points and then you met them. That's good. Absolutely. That always Absolutely. works. <laughs> and that trust piece, right? That trust piece is so key. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. There's several events going on in the community I want to make sure people are aware of. Uh, but uh, thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We'll be right back. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, we've been speaking with Megan Freebeck, who is the founder and CEO of Simply the Basics and leading the Project Homeless Connect initiative as well, CEO of that uh, initiative. And we're just so grateful uh, to have you on the show, Megan. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah. And so we've got a couple of events going on that we'd love to invite you to. Uh, First is uh, we have an outreach scheduled for uh, for uh, Oakland at the moment. It is scheduled uh, for the 13th of December, but I think we are going to be moving that. So stay tuned, but uh, do mark your calendars for um, either the 13th or the 14th in the evening. We'll, we will confirm that on our website, loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. We'll confirm that there and also on the radio show. But uh, if you could mark that in, we're going to be doing a Christmas outreach there in Oakland, 13th or the 14th in the evening, starting at 630. And then uh, we also are participating in Giving Tuesday. And so would love to um, get you your support on Giving Tuesday Um, We just got some tremendous, tremendous news um, and so excited. We actually have been approved to expand our housing program um, in Alameda County from uh, seven beds to 16 beds. And so over twice, a 2x uh, increase there in uh, the number of women and children we can serve. And as many of you know, we typically serve between um, 16 to 25 women every year, provide them housing and their women and children. And so um, to be able to double that is just incredible. So we're trying to raise $20,000 to um, 
help us with the funding gap there. And we're hoping to do that on Giving Tuesday. So uh, Tuesday, uh, December the 3rd, please uh, support. And uh, also check out our website. Um, I'm sorry, our Facebook page, which is Love Never Fails fan page. Uh, check that out. Uh, we have some amazing t- uh, survivor testimonials that will kind of give you some insight as to what um, our program is doing, both with people in the house and people outside of the house and the ways in which we just support uh, people to be all that they have purpose to be, not just to be survivors, but to be all that they are purpose to be. And um, and so, yeah, we'd love to have you have you uh, support us there. And then, of course, I wanted to in, uh, share with you another great thing. All of the Love Never Fails staff. Well, there was one person that wasn't able to make it, but most of the Love Never Fails staff have now become certified fatigue Uh, I'm sorry, compassion fatigue specialists. And what that means is that we're trained to take better care of ourselves. And we're also trained to equip teams to take better care of themselves. So if you're interested in getting your team uh, trained uh, and uh, up to speed on how they can avoid compassion fatigue, please do reach out to me at Vanessa at love number fills us.com and we'll schedule a class. So super excited about that and about the value that that's going to bring to each of our staff members. I'm um, also wanted to invite you to join us at on-site strategies is going to host a Christmas extravaganza in Sacramento. It is posted to our website under events that is on, uh, I want to say it's on the 20th. Yeah. 20th from 12 to three 30. So, um, and our, the host is, uh, the very lovely and amazing Dr. Jessica Rodriguez. And, uh, so she will be there with me. I'll also be, I'll also speak that day. So I'd love to have you out. Um, also we are going to do our love my city prayer. Um, we do that every first Sunday of the month, 4.30 at our Hope Center, which is 22580 Grant Street in Hayward. So uh, please join us there. If you are a praying person, we'd love to have you. Or if you want to pray where you're at and just let us know that you're praying um, for the staff, praying for the women and children in the homes, praying for our IT academies, whatever you're praying for, we'd love to hear about it. Other things we'd love you to do, a save the date on the 11th of November, I'm sorry, of January. It's National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Um, the 11th of January, we are going to do a survivor uh, conference called Fight for Love. And it'll be the first conference rallying around our book, uh, Fight for Love book, which is for survivors of abuse, domestic violence, and human trafficking. So um, if you would like to participate in that, go ahead and mark your calendar. Just put a save to date in there. It'll likely be in Oakland. We also have, um, I'll be speaking at the Bass Conference on the 6th of March through the 9th of March. So you can mark your calendars for that. And these things are listed on our events page if you want more information. We again extend our thanks to Megan for all she and her team are doing. Uh, We want to wish you a a wonderful um, uh, holiday season here as we've just broken, you know, come into Thanksgiving. And we want to make sure that if you haven't heard it before, if maybe you need to hear it again, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance.